Welcome to Outside Game, the podcast where we talk about sports, current events, and any other things we want to talk about. I am the host with the most, Keith Bullock, joined by my main man, Don Povia. What's up, Don? Mr. Monday Night. This is going to be our thing. You know. <laughs> the host with the most, Mr. Monday Night. Good to be here, Mr. Bullock. How are you? Great, man. You know, like always, we have another interesting guest. Interesting. We There's no real rhyme or reason to our guests either, too, which nah, I kind of like. It's better that way. We just flow with it. me being a former athlete, they're going to think, oh, it's all sports and football, and you being a jack of all trades, they're just going to think that you're just going to get guys <laughs> of jacks of all trades. <laughs> Don's just hanging out with Keith, that's all. Uh, yeah, we're joined by an interesting one. Uh from our world, at least, right? It's interesting for, sure. for us. But, you know, he's he's like one of the East Coast Kardashians, I think, right? <laughs> Social media, extraordinaire, right? Reality, reality TV, TV star. We got Albie Manzo here. What's going on, guys? Good. How are you? No, I'm good. I mean, honestly, this is, uh, it's it's wild. You guys are already a lot better than me at this whole thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up in the head of it. Yeah, we, we had, like, <laughs> this is like our like fifth take at, uh, at, the, at our one. This is like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I so kept sending some, him cuts and he kept rejecting yeah, us. Yeah, we've had, I, we've I had some dry runs. I don't have the whole podcast intro thing down at all. I, I've basically you know, given up hope on all that. I just went with it the first time we did one, and I'm just sticking with it. I feel like we have to start building some consistency, um, you know, to get to give our listeners, and, and that's what I'm going to go with until – I'm told otherwise. I'm feeling. Like I'm feeling the professional setup too, right? I like. I like the sound. I like the mics. We got. We got two producers in the back. Thank you, Nando and Brianna. Nando Defino. Right, we got. We got Rich over here taking some pictures and doing some social media. How does this compare with Mom's basement? Though? Killed it. Actually, you know what? They got a really nice setup down there, and like it was the type of thing that um, I I was always super sensitive about. We never filmed down there because it sounds exactly what it is. It's a studio in my mother's basement, which is like the millennial thing to do, <laughs> which is like you're doing a podcast for mom's basement. And I was like, this thing is this thing is toast. But it's actually a pretty cool setup down there. Yeah. So, so like what got you into the podcast? I mean, obviously, you know. Uh, you were on reality TV, but I don't care. We're talking yeah. about the podcast yeah. part. You know what I'm saying? What got you into mm-hmm. the podcasting? Because you, you kill it on the podcasting, man. We're having fun, man. I mean, um, you know, the reality TV thing and like I'm down to Obviously, it was a spinoff. It was a spin, you know, yeah, yeah, opportunities. Yeah. Um, you know what? It was funny. Uh, when we came off TV, you know, it wasn't really something that like defined us so much. Right. You know, I went to college here in New York on my way into law school and it was like, Hey, we, we might be doing this TV show thing. And I figured it was like, you know, I'm going to go a year, maybe, you know. And next thing you know, we're doing it for like 10 years. You know, five seasons of Housewives and three seasons of our own show. And did a show with Chris. And um, on th- that show, Chris kind of like basically threw this idea at me one day to say, Look, take some old Dear Abby questions and we'll ask them to you. And we had a good time with it. And, you know, they said, look, this could be a cool podcast and that just for all the reasons i threw at you guys before i was like man like this would be what a x like b level reality <laughs> star would do and i'm like we're gonna get just completely destroyed and we put that thing out there i remember exactly where i was it was a tuesday i was i looked up instagram analytics and stuff of like when the worst possible time to promote something was so mm-hmm. when it went bad i'd be like oh well dude you did it like tuesday at one o'clock right and that's what i did and i put the phone down and um just kind of like came upstairs and that night everybody was calling me saying, look, you see where, you know, what it was doing. The, the, the feedback was really, really awesome. And, um, it became just kind of like an avenue to kind of reconnect with everybody. And it's probably been about as insane as the show ever was as far as like that goes. Uh, and it's just, it's a good time. Yeah. So like, take us through a little bit through, you know, reality television. And like, first and foremost, I must say, I guess if I did watch, I don't even know how I did, but yeah. I did watch when it was when it was Jersey, mm-hmm. and like I always thought your mom was like the most realest person, just because it's a reality show, and we know that some people do it for TV, do it for the cameras and whatnot, but like you know, uh, your mom really came off mm-hmm. to be like the most genuine out of all the women on TV, and 
you know, it's obviously a testament to, <laughs> to who you and your brother are. But, oh, thank um, you, man. yeah, you know, what is she like off camera? I'm sure she's the uh, same, but like when it's just you and you guys' mm-hmm. personal time. You know what? What's wild is, and this is probably what I would say, she really is just the same way. I imagine and I that. think it's the best and worst part of, of what I think made us, you know, work on that show, but also made us not a great fit for reality TV long term. We right. weren't going to turn on each other just because to make a show interesting. It's like, right. you know, if I'm pissed off at you, you're going to know. And if we're getting along, we're getting along. Like, we're not just going to make it up. Um, she's awesome, man. Like, I, I hit I hit the jackpot with my parents big time, you right. know. And it's just the type of thing that – um. You know, reality TV in general is like when we first got rolling, it was people don't totally remember the context. Like there was barely Twitter at the time. And like you're going through that and then, you know, that becomes a bigger thing. And then Instagram becomes a thing. And it's like it, it was it was a pretty wild, you know, few years for us. Like, you know, right. it's just just doing things that I could have never really expected to do. You know what I mean? Like getting exposed to, to guys like yourself, for example, right. like, you know, growing up worshiping the Giants and then I'm at the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? So um we just kinda always kept it in our heads. Like we make fun of each other so badly that I don't think we were ever gonna let it like blow right, us right, up. Right, right, right. Um and when it went away it was kinda like in a stranger it was almost kinda nice. You know, like we just, well, you know, before it went away, it had, it had to come about, right? Was oh, this yeah. sort of a family decision or were mom and dad like, hey guys, get on board, we're doing this? No, it's the most New Jersey story you've ever heard. <laughs> were you guys in, were, you, weren't, you weren't in the beginning, the original ones, the, were you, or were you guys in it the whole time? We were in the whole time. Oh, yeah, and, so. and I didn't necessarily expect to, to do that. Um, right. I, it's my understanding that me and my brother were actually the first people that they sent out doing press, like on the housewife shows, because they had kids on, but it wasn't necessarily a bigger, bigger thing. Um, so they had there was some kind of casting director that went out to all these salons in New Jersey. <laughs> this is like Word. you know what I mean? It's it's horrible. Word. Everything is exactly what it sounds like, you know what I mean? And uh but you know, whatever, here here's where it lands, I guess. And they casted these five women, two of them drop out. And there's a casting director that goes and interviews my mom, my brother, and my sister. And I just kinda hear about it later on in the day, and I'm like not thinking much of it. And um, they brought it up to us that they were actually gonna gonna do it. And next thing I know, at my graduation party, there's a bunch of cameras around, <laughs> wow. and it was just like that. And and no joke, I tell this story all the time. I walked in, there was a bar <laughs> in Totowa, New Jersey. I Total waited one. ten minutes outside. Okay, forty six lounge. Yep. I waited ten minutes outside. Okay, I paid twenty dollars to get in. I got you know a Corona at the bar. Was trying to get these girls to talk to me and whatever, and it was just normal. The show aired that Wednesday or Thursday. That weekend, they paid me to show up, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, this is not real life." Like, like it, in a weird way, it was, I was actually kind of happy it happened that way because I saw so clearly how it just is not real. Like, you're the same dude that was here within however many days, and um, yeah, it kind of stuff like that kind of stuck with me. Yeah, you know? it kind of reminds me of that scene in Trading Places when Eddie Murphy goes back to that old bar and he has all the money. <laughs> and he's like, "What you doing there, sucker?" He's like, "I got your money. My limo's outside." And he has the party at his house last we week. They the cools out on my floor. <laughs> the week before, oh, they didn't even know him, but now you know. It's a Persian man. He got some money. He's on TV. Ooh, I see you. <laughs> I'll buy you a Corona tonight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild, man. So it's, really it seems very right, level-headed, right? You get it, right? Here's here's the reality. Here's here's the reality quotes. Um, did do you feel like you embraced it, or was oh, it yeah. just something that was like, all right, I'll just roll with it? Or were you like, you know what, I'm gonna own this? It's a little bit of everything. I think it's because I think we looked at it where there were elements of that that like I knew were things that you just kind of have to run with and have fun. Like, there were people that you were becoming friendly with that, you know, we, we had to learn to read people really, really yeah. well, okay? Yeah, for sure. And in a friendship aspect, you're either going to be okay with that or not okay with that and learn how to deal with people. But, like, you know, I'm not going to lie. We started just, like, me and my brother were, you know, like, I think we're fine guys to be around, but I don't think I have any <laughs> business dating the girls that I dated <laughs> during that time. Like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I feel like TV had a lot to do with that, like, whatever. And I knew that. Like, and I would kind of just say to myself, like, all right, well, if you're going to have fun in that sense, just kind of, yeah. like, lean with it and have fun and always, like, you know, we're never, we were never, you know, asses about it. Like, right. we, But just to me, I never for a second thought that it was, like, oh, wow, like, 
we're here because we're special. Right. Like we, I always looked at it like we got lucky. You yeah, know? you know what? I could, I can totally relate to that in a sense. Um, you know, being a professional athlete, um, you know, it's, certain things are hard to gauge. You know, and I can only imagine for for you, at least for myself. You know, I was in college, and then maybe I was like a a big time athlete, and then I it was a first round draft pick. So like that all comes with it. But you know. You know, like you said, just being a kid from Jersey who was at 46 Lounge in Totowa mm-hmm. the week before, and then now all of a sudden, you know, you're dating A-listers um, and not necessarily being able to di- differentiate what's real and what's not. I think um, you guys did a good job because even for myself, um, coming out of Syracuse University um, at 23, being in Hollywood, like, you know, in the offseason, being in L.A., Miami, New York, all these different fast cities – with money in my pocket, and it's not, you know, 21-year-old undergrads at Syracuse talking to me. It's, like, mm-hmm. 26-year-old <laughs> lawyers, like, hey, yeah. what's up? And it's, it's very, it could be very overwhelming, mm-hmm. and if you don't have, like, the right circle around you, um, it's definitely hard to stay grounded and mm-hmm. get caught up in that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, for us, it was – what was wild about it is it was us and the people around us. It's our extended family too. So yeah. there are people that I don't think adjusted to it the same way our family did that we've done our entire lives. Right. And that was really, really weird. Like I grew to kind of um, really resent attention. Yeah. Like, and I was a pretty outgoing dude, like all throughout college and stuff. Like, I wanted to own bars and nightclubs and everything, and I developed like a social anxiety from the show. I, I, you know? no, that's funny you say that. That's so crazy. Um, I had social anxiety when, like, I'm the type of person if we're going to like the big party, yeah, I just want to get in, sneak mm-hmm. me and my friends through the back door, and we're good. But then when it comes to having to walk the red carpet and take, I don't. That's not me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then. You know, they put you up on this pedestal and make you this person. So now, you know, when you're just going to the club, now you have, you're like eight deep because everybody's hanging with you. And then you get to cut the line and then you got five, like a hundred people behind. Like, who are they? Who are mm-hmm. they? So yeah. I used to hate that shit too, man. I can't even <laughs> lie, It's bro. weird though. But you know what though? Like, you know, I remember before that, like I went through all four years of college, obviously not being on TV at all. And, and basically a year of law school, but I knew... um that the show is coming. So um, I remember wanting all of that stuff and like wanting to walk into a room and people know who you are kind of a thing. And then when it happens, like it really sounds like, like, like I would, I remember like hearing somebody like a, I forget if it was like a Jim Carrey or something like that. And it was like making like 20 million bucks a movie. And was like, Oh man, you don't understand how stressful this is. Like, yeah, dude, easy (laughs) for you to say, I'll take, I'll take my chances. Give me the money. I'll take my chances. And, and, um, no, there, there's an element of it that's really strange. It's like, overwhelming. You, you it don't, can be overwhelming. It's not what you think it is at all. And like you're, if you don't have your right priority straight, yep. the, that world turns on you when you think you control it. Yeah. And you think like, oh, man, like, you know. Like, we got know. this. I have to imagine. I mean, yeah, the, the models and the, and the lawyers and the, and the high rollers are great, right? Yeah. But there's probably more equal if not more of the other side, the haters, people looking mm-hmm. to tear you down. Oh, yeah. And talk about the social anxiety. For me, listening to this on the outside, right, walking the red carpet, right, that, that's easy, right? I'm not going to get anxious about that. But then just having this bullseye on you for just being you and doing what you're doing, yeah. not bothering anybody, yeah. right? Dealing with the haters, what were they like? I mean, I still deal with a lot of I, – I don't think – to be honest with you, I think we've had about as smooth of a ride as you can for the type of show that we were on. Um, but it definitely exists. And it's the type of thing that I'm really – cautious of to this day you know what i mean like whether it's promoting things that i'm doing um you know like dating life like i've got a real you know being away from tv and the cameras now i feel less of an obligation to share my life with people so like i was at bravo not that long ago and they were like you know you're 33 al like why do you why don't you think you're married and i just looked at them and i said you guys don't pay me anymore so I'm going to say whatever I want right now. Yeah. I said, you really think you had nothing to do with that right. fucking problem? Like, right. You think that didn't come? I don't know if I can curse. Sorry. Yeah, like, you, you, really think, like, you really think you had nothing to do with that? Like, you put a camera in my face. What type of people do you think the one that that attracts? Right. And then at the end of the day, you know, you're attracted to what you're attracted to back then. Like, and look, I did a lot of really great, nice, nice people too. I'm not saying everybody was the same. But the thing is, there are good people. There are people that are motivated by that, number one, and they're chasing that. And if you're not good at gauging it, you know, you can make mistakes, this, that, and the other. And, like, I've always been the kind of guy that appreciates authentic stuff and longevity and, like, real, real things. So, like, then 
on the alternative, you've got good people that don't necessarily want to make that part of their lives. And when you are with somebody now, like my girlfriend now, I've actually got a phobia about putting it out there, like who she is, this, that, and the other. Like, because you don't know how people are going to treat that person. Right, 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 right. You don't know. Like, we had, we, had, we had opened a restaurant in Hoboken, and somebody went on Yelp ripping the menu. The problem is all the things they were ripping never existed. We never even cooked it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But that's what, you know, those things happen. So, like, you really just kind of uh, sometimes become really guarded, and that's hard to explain for people that, that haven't been around it that long. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I just kind of um, – I've always been pretty calm about it too. Like when it happens towards me, when it happens to the other people around or the businesses and stuff is when I get a little unnerved. But if it's to me, I'm like, whatever, I've heard it all. You know, I find it, I find this very interesting, man. The correlations between, you know, you being a former uh, reality star mm-hmm. entrepreneur, obviously you moved on to other things, but I want to stick with this for a minute because, you know, um, you said something before about, you know, if you're not grounded and there's a lot of guys that come into the NFL as regular guys, you know, um, you know, but they want those things, you know, they want the glitz, the glamour, they want to mm-hmm. walk the red carpet, they want, you know, the, the top model and, and all of that. Um, and you said that, you know, you just went with the wave. So as you saw the wave at the top and you saw it maybe starting to break, how were you able to kind of stay grounded and not, you know, go to the dark side because that's what it is like how did you avoid um you know for the long run for the long haul um the the pitfalls that come with television and all those things and keep your head on straight and become the entrepreneur and have the life after reality Mm -hmm. tv that you've been able to provide for yourself i think it's really more about like and i I don't think it's just stuck on whether it's tv or football or anything right, right. like your what you do doesn't necessarily like from an occupational standpoint define who you are exactly. like if i look at if i take the approach that like for as a family we took to reality tv right. it was like all right just be yourself right and if they're gonna hate us i want you to hate me right. personally for who i am that's what i'm trying to change to up yeah it's just kind of what it is so when it went away it was just all right you just be yourself in business and that took a long time to really set in and work out because my philosophy in that is probably different than most people but um like the podcast right taking that same exact approach is what made that show what it is like we are there we are ourselves and you know we have a real authentic relationship with who we're talking to that's all i really think about so if you kind of stay consistent and true to who you are and say look the value of me is not in that camera right then when it goes away you know you're just gonna make the most out of whatever other situation yeah that was my thing i always say i always always tell guys if you know if you keep it real you can't go wrong like if you keep it real with yourself you always be real with yourself you keep it real with the female you keep you know you you know you can't go wrong i just feel that works the best as you move on to these new opportunities Mm -hmm. um is it easy to separate what people see as the tv character, star, whatever you want to call it, from, mm. you know, do, do they take you seriously? Or do they say, mm. here's a guy who had a big magnifying glass on him that's trying to take, you know, advantage of opportunity here? Yeah. Or are you really looked at for, you know, the, the quality that you're bringing to the table? Yeah. I'm actually really glad you asked that. That's probably my favorite part about where I'm at now. Like, I knew pretty much right away. I mean, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and stuff. I knew I wanted to do a lot of different things. Um, and when the show kind of happened, I think a lot of people at face value are like, who's this, you know, so-and-so guy from like the housewives. Like he's got to be a, like a chump. Right. And I really liked that. Like in the beginning, there was like kind of a little chip on my shoulder kind of thing. <laughs> um, and you see kind of the way I operate now. There's a lot of like the phobias that I have that we talked about before are present. I don't have a website. I'm barely on LinkedIn. Like I don't want people seeing who I'm going back and forth with. Some of the clients that I have on a consulting basis are, pretty massive companies that I'm NDA'd out the you-know-what for a lot of different reasons. You know what I mean? But, like, at the end of the day, um, you kind of – you walk into a room, and if somebody's going to assume that, like, I want the real you. You know what I mean? Right. And that puts me at a major, major, major advantage because I come correct in those moments. And, like, honestly, anything about business, I judge the people first always because you can't change that in the deal like that's the one thing in every single deal you you do you cannot ever change um and reality tv was actually a really big 
helpful tool with that because I can tell pretty quick meeting somebody if you became famous, if you would turn into like a total you know, <laughs> mess, like whatever, you know? Yeah. So if money will do the same thing. That, so, you know. That makes, that makes, um, that makes plenty sense. Um, what, how were, um, you know, were you able to, did you always have that, um, I guess, hustle, mm-hmm. you know, that entrepreneur spirit, like, you know, you know, a lot of reality, reality people, people that get the opportunity to be on reality shows, they don't, they look at it short-sighted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It seems as if you looked at the long play at some well, point. And I don't even think it's just reality. Stuff, yeah. And right. Like, athletes, people. Oh, right? athletes for sure. Athletes <laughs> are 1000% short-sighted. Yeah. Um, you know, like I heard you say, even before you got on the show, you were in grad school. Like while I was playing, I went back to get my master's, I got an MBA, you know what I'm saying? Because I was progressively thinking like yourself and I'm sure like other people. Um, so yeah, where did that come from in you? Uh, I mean, that was all my parents, you know, like my dad um, works like an animal to this day. Uh, there was never really, like there were moments and you see it now even like social media stuff, you know, like there are people that look at the definition of success is the camera itself. Oh, I'm here. I'm on TV. My job is done. I've got a lot of followers now. My job is done. You know what I mean? Um, That's what they look at. I looked at everything as a vehicle. That came from, you know, definitely both my parents and my dad especially, um, you know, what he's built in in his life and how he built it. Like, I I think of anything other than like an 18-hour workday as being like half a day. Um, So it, it was a lot of that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of other people that don't necessarily take that approach and it works for them. But like, I can't necessarily hate on somebody that makes a career fully of giving into the whole reality thing, getting super, super obsessed with it, making all the money that they can because they're allowing certain narratives to go in a direction that might not be real or maybe acting up and creating issues in their own life. If you want to take that, you know, with it and you're making millions, good for you. But like, you have to kind of accept what the lo- like what's your value system. Right. You know what I mean? If that's what you value, then yeah, you can lean into that and make a ton of money, right? But um, you know, I got a ton of respect for guys that like, you know, like you guys work your whole lives to get to the spot that you're in. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's a risk every time you go out there where that could be taken away from you. You know, there's uh you know, we got friendly with a lot of athletes and and it was crazy for us cuz number one, getting to know the guys kind of changed the way I looked at sports in a way. Yeah. Um you know, I, when that Super Bowl game, we were really, really close to Travis Beckham. Like, uh-huh. that's, he was one of the reasons we went. I think he tore his ACL in the middle of the game when the Giants were down. I was like, this is like the worst day of my life. <laughs> it was like, it was so, so crazy. And then, you know, we got close with, um, like, Marcus Coons, one of our best friends in the world. Right. Okay? That guy leaving his profession that, honestly, he gets into that, you know, coming from Germany, his whole story is insane. But so smart to say what else am I going to bring this to and gets a degree and like all the stuff that he's doing broadcasting wise. Like those are the type of people that I think we're just attracted to in general. So like you kind of create this circle around you of everybody that's like, you know, kind of inspires each other that well way and supports each other, but does it in like, I'm just trying to have a beer with you, chill out this, that right. and the other, but like your vibe and all that is going to rub off kind of one way or the other. And Keith, you've always said this about Nashville too, right? It's 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 the football players, it's the Predators, it's some country music people. Kind of the people that you associate with, is that because of really they understand where you're coming from, no? Yeah, I mean, it's it's we're all speaking the same language, man. It's just kind of like a vibe. When I played in Nashville, like for me, it was never about – being it was a small market so you couldn't be a superstar if you wanted and if you wanted to you had to wait your turn in line because they had eddie george and steve mcnair and you know a couple other guys so for me shit i was just trying to get on the field you know it was a first round draft pick um you know i, I was one i was like damn am i a scrub am i a bust you know for whatever reason um you know i wasn't playing right away i knew the first year because we just came from the super bowl but um but yeah, man, um, I was just myself in my interviews. I played there for 10 years. You know, people will see me, you know, after a loss at a bar, you know, soaking my sorrows, <laughs> drinking my sorrows away. So, yeah. like, people like to see that. The the real person, you know, you're showing emotion. I was an emotional player. I was a sore loser. And, like, mm. you know, you're never supposed to be 
happy when you lose. So, um, yeah, people can relate to that. And then at the same time, you attract like people. And, you know, when you're in a particular spotlight, you're going to attract everyone. You know what I mean? Um, some good, some bad, some fun, not some not so much fun. Um, but you have to realize most of those people aren't going to be in your life forever. And that's what you were speaking to. That's the hard yeah. part to realize, especially when you're young and you're just getting into it and everything's going, you know, 200 miles per hour, man, that shit is fun. Like, yeah. you know, you know, we're talking about, you know, the the pitfalls and stuff, but yeah, you definitely take advantage, you indulge, and then, you know, you just got to come to a realization <laughs> on your own when it's like, when like really reality sets in. I feel like it's, um, you know, a situation or two for a person, you know, things just start to open your eyes a little bit more. You'd be like, hold on. It's a little weird. Why would yeah. they do that? Yeah. Or no, this party's a. Uh, I like the party, but I don't like the party like them. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it takes you a minute too. Like you yeah. know, like I'm not trying to. Have, like it's plenty fun. Also, like uh, like yeah, there's a lot sure. of that. Like, but yeah, you know, it, I think it, it, part of it maybe even too just comes with growing up. You know, like but there's this moment in life where like you're getting paid to just kind of do what you like doing. Like in my case, it was hanging out with my family. And then one day it's just like, all right, that's gone. Like you got to have a head to be able to say, what who, am I doing after? Who you know? was the who was the the biggest star that you met that you never would have thought that you that you met and like really had a conversation with and might have hung out with for even ever so briefly or long? Um, through the show, uh, we we've had some um, some pretty cool people we we've hung out with. Uh, John Legend was was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, you know, he's like him and Chrissy Teigen have been really really awesome. When we were on the show, they were you uh, know uh, like Watch What Happens Live and stuff. John would be cool. Right. Um, they're probably my my favorite people that we met from there. But like people that I was excited to meet, like I was a big Devils fan, and you know, a bunch of the Devils guys, like the Giants guys, like I was right. saying. Um, I met uh, Brian Cashman. Which oh, like nice. to me was like the biggest deal in the world, <laughs> and, and 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 uh, we met Brian Cashman and we met Theo Epstein, oh, nice. and I sat down uh, with Theo in Chicago, and um, you know through I guess they they it actually was like a family he's like our age whatever. he's like yeah. like thirty like, honestly right? yeah so I sit down and I was like Theo I, I just gotta say it man I hated you forever like you know like from the Red Sox and all this right. stuff and he was like no it's the best compliment you know. That stuff is is really really weird. He had to be in mad rotisserie leagues growing up. He like, like, you know what I'm saying? It. He's so in you tune know? to baseball at such a young age. But they're so cool. Like a lot of the, like that's the weird thing too because there's this. I remember feeling like there there was this layer of just like you can't relate to those people ever. Right. And then meeting them and seeing a lot of them are just super super normal. Sometimes I've met people and they were just like total dicks and yeah, I didn't really want to be around them. Like there's a lot of that too. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we were, um, it, it was a lot of fun. What brings you the most gratification in life now when like just 2019, uh, right now? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, a, I got like this addiction to just like progress in, in life and that can be a lot of different things. Like, like work stuff now. Um, I, I, and we don't got to get into it, but, but like I, I, when leaving that show, reinventing what I do for a living and making it something that I can actually earn a living on was a long road. It sucked. I got into crazy ass debt to try and get the stuff. Transition, I man. Like I had yeah. to transition. Yeah, That's crazy. So getting, it's like a career. Yeah. You had like a oh, career yeah. on a reality show. Well, think about it. You're not going to like get up and tell a job, hey, I got to disappear for eight months. Like that's not going to happen. Right. And these guys are paying you to do this show. And it's always like just enough to be like, oh, how do I not do that? You know what I mean? So like now – that's awesome at 23. Right. But when you get to 30, it's like this is not working. <laughs> yeah, where's your privacy? But well, well, it's that, but it's also like, all right, in all this time, it's like, okay, well, you know, what am I, what am I just going to start somewhere? So, like, well, I you haven't kinda, even built any experience or yeah, built any job. Yeah. Like, you know, I was always working with brands and stuff, but at the same time, it was like, okay, well, you know, you got to you gotta make something happen. You have to, you know, kind of create it for yourself. So, doing that was awesome. The My favorite, uh, my niece is probably like the greatest thing in the world to me. Um, the strides I've kind of made personally on that end. So like building the business has been really, really awesome. Like getting into relationships that seem meaningful and authentic now, um, in my personal life are really, uh, in, in a lot of ways or, or it just seems like a bigger, almost like I hate saying the word accomplishment for that, but I feel like I'm in the only career ever where being normal was like an accomplishment. So know? let me, like you said, going into businesses. So I know for me, like, um, I always knew I expanded in more than an athlete. You know, um, that's why I went back and got my MBA. So 
I can invest and do the business things that I want to do. Uh, with that being said, do you feel, well, I feel, I felt I had to do that because I was an athlete and business people might not take me as serious if I'm not up on their level as far as, you know, terms and speaking business. Um, did you, do you feel you got any pushback um, from businesses or business opportunities that you wanted to have or partake in and they didn't take you serious just because mm -hmm. of the space you came from? Yeah, um, but I think that, you know, being uh, – I always look I, – I eventually looked at that as a strength. I think going in when I didn't necessarily have a ton of confidence because I was just going out on my own, um, there was a little bit of that chip on your shoulder. You're motivated by, like, anger. And I had a trainer. Uh, his name's Roderick here, out here. We, we did some scenes with him. He's an amazing dude. And he was training me, uh, like, I, I was kind of, like, just kind of out of shape, whatever. And ha we get halfway through, and he says, um, I'm going to stop. I said, why? He goes, well, I think you're just, like, doing this for the wrong reasons. I think you're trying to get back at people, like a girlfriend messed around on you or something. Now you want to go look good. <laughs> right. And, like, he knew parts of my personality, like, like personal life that he was talking from a place of he knew what he was saying. And he said, you can't get good fruit from a bad tree. He goes, I'm not going to plant a bad tree. And I was like, damn. He was like, and it was a lot of like that self-love stuff that was really, really, right. you know, taking those lessons and applying it to business. I just say to myself now, like, I deserve to be in every room that I'm in. And I don't look at myself as better or worse than anybody that's there. So if I catch that from you, my mind's made up. Right. I don't want to work with you. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's cool. We can have a conversation, this, that, and the other. You could be throwing a check and a half. It's just not something I'm going to be interested in. You could also be the greatest person in the world and say, look, I just have an idea, but that to me, I know I'm not going to find, right. you know what I mean? So I'll rock with that. But right. like, there's a lot of things that, um, yeah, to that end, I, I, I really like it because your guard is down. You're not taking me seriously. That means like, it's like a game. Okay. Like yeah. if yeah, you're not, yeah, yeah. if you're prepping for the game next week. Okay. And you know, you're looking past me. Uh, you're in you've got a very serious problem. Yeah. And I love that because I get into that room, your ass is mine. Yeah. And I, and I'll, I, I smell that from a mile away and I love it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I had that happen not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago. Like, somebody asked for a meeting, and they said, "Well, what can you do for our, for you know, for our business?" And I go, like, "You guys called me." <laughs> so, like, do you, do you hit up <laughs> every stranger? Up. Yeah. Do you hit every stranger up and say, "Hey, what can you do? Like, what's up? Like, why don't we just kind of like cut the shit? Like, what are we doing?" Right. And like, my mind's kind of made up in that I moment. Like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but that's just to me, like, just keeping it very like that's where the authentic stuff is to me like just kind of be normal to yourself right and, and switching back to like the, the social end of it right mm -hmm. what, what do you have i don't know three hundred thousand followers yeah, something like that. yeah mm -hmm. something ridiculous like yeah. that right so these brands see these like big numbers big yeah. numbers big numbers like throw stuff at mm -hmm. you right um you well know, i think it's it's kind of how do you embrace the role or maybe not embrace the role of social media influencer now right so you go from Reality star, all the stuff in between, and, and yeah. generalizing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, no, I'm not no, labeling yeah, you, right? But if, you know, if outside yeah. looking in, right? Oh, he's a reality star. Now he's a guy with 300,000 Instagram followers. He mm -hmm. must be an in in Instagram influencer, mm -hmm. right? I mean, look, if things align, and you know, I, I look at that feed as almost kind of like a personal diary for me i didn't have like like a lot of people will complain because like i'll just post a picture of a building because i like it like that to me is just like my place you know what i mean i just i just like you're it. still keeping it personal right it's yeah to per me it's a personal it's thing your social media it's yeah. not like but like if a you're, brand not a, you're not it, you're not a billboard per se yeah, yeah but like at the same time like if it's going to be something that like i'll actually i've used it more to create partnerships than anything like if there's a brand that i like I've been on both sides. So, like, I have my brands where influencers will sit down with me. I'm probably the worst person in the world to negotiate with on that end because <laughs> I've seen it on both sides, right, right. you know? So, like, um, they will come to me and say, hey, look, you know, there's a brand that wants to pay you for a post. And if I'm really into it that much, I'll say, listen, I'll take half the money in a meeting with the founder. And, like, I've made deals happen that way. Um, I like that, too. Which is cool, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the middle. Uh, I just, I'm doing my first franchise in Nashville. And, um, you know, you're into brands. Don's into brands. I got into brands with this guy. <laughs> but, yeah, like, um, <clears throat> it's this local coffee shop. I like everything that they're about. So um, let's cross brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just yeah. not, I just don't want to have a franchise. I mm -hmm. want to be an owner in this yeah. whole company. You know, how are we going to help each other, you know, get this done? So, yeah. you know, that's definitely... Um, the power of having over 300,000 um, followers, which I don't, Don, help me out. <laughs>
Get on a uh, get on TV. So you yeah. used to be. I mean, hey, you used to be on live TV every week, right? Yeah, but then I went to business school. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, so Dear Albie mm. has a whole lot of success, man. Um, yeah, get, what are some things that you can help uh, two young guys out in the podcast game? Right? Before you do, before you go there, though, mm. relate it, right? You must have been missing that that spotlight a little bit, right? So you're like, mm. what, what can I do to kind of scratch that itch a little bit like let me do a podcast they're actually that's not relating it you know what no because they don't want to talk <laughs> about you're just, you're just saying <laughs> right. they don't want right. to talk about the success of the podcast but there has to be something uh-huh. driving that want to get back out there um you know what i'll tell you what it really was um i don't think it was so much i i didn't expect it to happen i expected it i really really mean this i expected the feedback to be negative so when it went as well as it went i was as surprised as pretty much anybody and it was a really, really good feeling because people were saying to us, like, we just missed you guys, like, talking and all this other stuff and having the access. And I'll tell you the truth, like, it has definitely been a thing where I didn't realize how much I missed the ability to kind of sound off on stuff because, yeah, truth be told, like, when things happen, you know, let's say somebody says something about your family in the press kind of a thing, yeah, you've got, like, this weapon to say something <laughs> back word up. instead of not being on the instead of not being on the show anymore yeah that helps but like so that's crossed my mind one or two times but like outside of that um yeah it, it's it's cool to get the inbound and what's really really cool about the reality is people write in questions about them themselves because they've seen us go through things for years on tv and share our lives with them and now they're sharing them with us and dude we've had everything from you know my boyfriend faked a you know uh, a drug test by buying synthetic urine does that mean i can't trust him <laughs> to me getting catfished on the show to um people literally ending their marriages on that show because wow. they admit to cheating on their husband and it gets out because he listens to oh, like you know, we don't ask for it we just kind of take what comes and yeah we're gonna do the same you know i joke around man but like honestly it's really become like this cool just like community of people, right. um, like we we went recently. We bought like T-shirts. I'd never wanted to be like, oh man, we're, we're doing merch. I I, I never <laughs> gotta do merch. You know, it's funny. Give the fans what they want. Gotta somebody, do merch. Somebody hits us up and says, hey, you know, um, I'm going through a rough time and I want to kind of go to school, but like, you know, I just lost my job. This that, and I've been making T-shirts on the side. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Like, let's do it through her. And like, literally, we kept everything in house. That's and, dope. Um, that's not like a ploy. We just kind of we're being ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. to me is the recipe. Just kind of like chill out for yourself, and you know that hopefully will work until you know one of us just turns out to be an <laughs> asshole. But like you know, until yeah, now, nah, it's man. Right. look, man. I, I honestly say, like you know, I, obviously we met like years ago with Nando and Hoboken had some drinks. You and your brother would chill. Um, years later, the same thing. I, I enjoy that, um, <clears throat> you know, you being genuine. I have a lot of friends in L.A., um, Hollywood and stuff like that. And it's like nobody is friends with anybody in, in L.A. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. In, that, in that Hollywood thing. Because it's like, you know, like you said, when you're on your show, you might be talking to this person every day for three months. And yeah. then show's over, sim two years later. You know, you might obviously. I, I know. I'm feeling your personality. You'll go, "Hey, what's up?" But you know, oh, I ain't got time for that. And I know you're the type of person. I ain't got time for that shit. Neither. Yeah, that big time. <laughs> I ain't got time for nobody to big time you because ain't nobody that big time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some Keith said, uh, you know, when you retired, right? A lot of those doors that once opened kind of closed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I remember um, when I was playing. Like I would all people would always come to my locker. For like a soundbite, especially if we're losing or we're playing a big game or somebody on the other team was talking shit or, you know, just like that. And like, you know, a very, a common compliment I would, I don't know if it was a compliment, but common comment I would get is like, oh, speak, you speak, you interview really well. You got a, you got a career in, in broadcasting when you're done. You know what I mean? So, um, actually, which wasn't a lie, I did, you know, I had a face for radio as soon as mm. I was retired. So, <laughs> worked at Sirius XM. But, um, yeah, man, ain't nobody knocking down your door once, you, once you're done. But that's what I respect about you. Mm. You got out there and you got to hustle. And, look, I'm a New Yorker, so I'm going to definitely get out there and hustle and do the things that I want to do because from the platform that the NFL provided, kind of like yourself from, you know, the platform that your mm-hmm. series provided. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I think, you know, same thing meeting you, man. Like, you know, we, we definitely, you know, you kind of recognize when somebody else is 
like approaches life in a similar right. way. Um, it isn't kind of like snowed by a lot of this stuff. I've been around a lot of guys just kind of in life in general that have been in a position way less. Okay. Like, like even a college athlete kind right. of thing. It's like, 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 you know, very kind of dismissive. So, um, I, I think honestly, you know, for you guys, this is, uh, I'm pretty excited for you. I mean, I think this is going to be awesome. So uh, look, I, I don't think, you know, the, the, the dear Albie thing is, um, is not like, I've had people that will say to me, I'm like, you know, want to do a podcast, do this, do that. Like, what do you, what do you think we should do? And I'm like, bro, if I listened to me, this would have never happened. Right. <laughs> like, like if it wasn't for, it just sounds familiar. No, you know, it, it just, it, it's just the truth, you know? So, um, no, nah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for you guys. I think it's gonna be cool. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that feedback I got is like, who needs another podcast? Like, right? Yeah. Or who needs or who needs another conference? Or who needs another this? So it's it's just that's why I think we kind of took a step back. We were trying to get, we're going to format it this way. We're going to do this, and you're like, you know what? We're going to let our personalities fly, have these conversations, have interesting, cool people on that we want to talk to, yeah. And you know, let that speak for itself. And yeah. if it doesn't, it doesn't. But let's have some fun doing it, and I think it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Not look, man. We listen. You what uh, um uh, what are you working on now? Personally, like everything. <laughs> so, man of all trades. Uh, nah, I um. So I I do business two different ways. I do like a, a sweat equity type deal because basically, mm-hmm. like you know, honestly, yep. I, I coming out of the show, I didn't have a, I took all the money that I had at the time and invested it into a couple of deals, uh, that I had been working on. Um, you know, I'm in everything from from beverage to to meal prep to preserve roses to clothing. You know, and, and then I've got um. Uh, clients I'll consult for, which is like I kind of I don't know how this happened, but um, I these need to guys, get consulting. These guys, no, you know it's wild because these guys that are just like you know super successful in other businesses. There was one guy that came to me and just said, "Look, I've never put together, you know, I, I, I want to do a clothing line." I'm like, "Dude, I don't, I don't do clothes." He's like, "Well, somebody told me that you know how to build brands." I'm like, "Yeah, but I've just never done clothes before." He's like, "Just shut up, I want you to do it." <laughs> All right, so I was I like, "Hey, you. you know what? You I got you, I was like, dude, you, you seem cool. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do it." And like, so there's a lot of that stuff too. So I'm involved in like a couple different tech companies and stuff like that. That, like random stuff that'll that'll show up and just say, hey, you know, we want you to do X, Y, and Z. Which one really gets you out of bed in the morning? The most excited that I get, um, it's a good question. One that I'm probably smart enough not to answer because it'll piss some people <laughs> off. Um, honestly, I think I'm the most myself with, um, this is going to make me throw up. When we did the podcast, I remember sitting down and talking to some people that were going to help us, you know, try and get advertising this, that, and the other. And I was like, dude, like, you know, I, I know in my brain this is, like, I'm not just saying this. I know I'm pulling the plug on this thing. And I said, never in my life, from we, the second I push button on this, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm also a podcaster. Right, right. Dude, I'm telling you, after a while, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the most myself I feel is actually on that show. Um, and I love the the consulting brands that I work with now, like, um, like Bloom and Birch, the flowers are a lot of fun because I see elements of that. Like I try and, um, you ever seen Defiant ones on HBO? Yeah. That's a Virginia yeah. Yeah. That was the most I ever related to a human being in my life. I mean, he's way more successful than I'll ever be. But like when I saw him talk about how he gets an artist in a, in a booth and what he wants to bring out of them, that was the best way to, ex- to answer a question that I've never, ever been able to answer, which is what do you do? And he just puts somebody in a booth and wants to get the best out of them that he can. I'll take a founder of a company and I'll say to myself, how do I get the best out of you that I can while building around you to say, how do we make this, this company successful, you know? And um, that's a really addicting thing when it goes well. The road to where I am right now was absolutely horrible. Like it just it just sucks. Anybody that hits me up and they're like, you know, I'll go to these entrepreneurship things and somebody asks me to speak and stuff, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I'll go. I don't I, like I I don't think I've got something to teach. But at the end of the day, I do things how I do them. Right. You know, if, if you take something away from it, that's on you. But I'll be around people and I'll be like, you know, you gotta eat, sleep, and bleed this every second of the day. Like there isn't a moment that I need to know I was gonna be super successful, bro. I cried my ass to sleep forever. <laughs> right. But like you know, like when when you're doing this right, it's terrible. You know, you're, you're in debt. Things aren't going well. Problems come, <laughs> problems come before any benefit at all. That is a guarantee. So I just try and find the problems that I like, you know? Would at you, the end of the day, I'm sorry. I was going to say, would you do it again? There's not a single thing I would change. If I was sorry. successful day one out of, in, in my business out of the, out of the show, um, uh, I probably would not, I, I probably would have handled it wrong. You know, like going through 
all of the roads that were just terrible, whether it's being screwed out of things or launching things that fail. Um, you know, even personal relationships. Like, I, I think I appreciate what I've got going on now because of every bad one that came before it. Like, you learn how to appreciate when, you know, somebody's just uh, like, like, like you're in a situation where in business I can – People ask me my biggest success story. I had a deal that was gigantic, multi, multi, multi-million dollar deal. Like I shook my hand and said, I'm going to run a test on this product. All it has to do is come back. And the numbers got to be what we know they are because it was I'm like obviously rushing through this. I had this stuff in my hands. I knew it worked type of thing. Um, he goes, everything's going to look awesome. Next time I see you, I'm going to write your check for $6 million. I got on a plane to Chicago. We were doing the Steve Harvey show the next day. I cried my ass off the entire way on the plane. I was like, I couldn't believe it. it I was calling lawyers, getting every, everything done, everything done, everything done. Um, the test come back and no go. Kills, the guy kills the entire deal. Wow. And I call it my biggest success ever because all of my partners in that deal – Got on the phone. Nobody yelled and screamed. Nobody blamed anybody for it. We were like, all right, let's dust off and find something else. And we did. And it wasn't like, you know, some crazy ass thing. But at the end of the day, like that's a business that, you know, it's profitable for all of us right now. So that to me is a, it's a success because I think when you are led by emotion, energy, and you're worried about yourself and what's in it for you, you know, I could have easily said, oh, I'm going to blame you, whether it's your fault right. or not. You know what I mean? Um, so that there are a lot of moments like that. And I think I'm, what I'm most proud of is the partnerships that I have are all people that I genuinely love. Yeah. At the the end of the day, man, um, you know, it it sounds like, you know, we have similar mentality in the sense that it all comes down to mentality, you know, um, you know, your mentality and approach you, you took to when they were putting cameras on your face and really more so the killer mentality that you have after, you know, now that you're, you know, you're, you're going after the business things that you want. And it correlates to sports as well, because the guys that I see in, you know, the NFL and whatnot, they can have all the talent or you can correlate it to any sport. If you played in high school or whatever, they have all the talent, but they don't put in the work ethic or they don't want to practice as hard or this is just too challenging. I can't yeah. do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So once they start talking that I can't do it stuff, um, you know, it, it's kind of a wrap. And I totally relate in the sense of, you know, hanging out with uh, guys like Don Povia and, and Nando DeFino who come from a totally different space but are, you know, creative and very, very confident in what they do in those spaces to, you know, get someone and other people, someone like myself and other people to, you know, kind of step outside of, you know, themselves and get in the booth and do a podcast. I mean, really. Or come up to Toronto. <laughs> but I don't know about Nando, but I'm kind of like Albie here. Yeah, there are times that you just want to just pull your hair out and oh, cry. Yeah. But I think it all comes down to, like, betting on yourself, which, it, you know, Got both to. you guys. Mm. Got to. I mean, you know, that that's kind of what you're talking about here is kind of having your moral compass, having your vision of what you want to do and trusting yourself that, you know, you're the one that you got to trust if nobody else. Not too many people, especially in this um, day and age, too many people um, rely on other people to get things done and they don't shit just put the onus on their back and let's make it happen that's what life's about and, and not for nothing but a lot of people in those industries have people that are just falling over themselves to do things for them right and so you know ne- people grow complacent and lazy and say well you know people have always done this people have always done that and never had to take the initiative no gotta be a hustler baby <laughs> you gotta it's like that's the type of thing where i i can't um imagine having a job I just can't. Like I'm. <laughs> oh sorry. yeah, no. Nah, I would have never know? worked. Like I always said, I would never. It's it's interesting. Um, I was in foster care, so like, my my guardian um told me like uh, when I made it to the NFL, she was like, yeah, when you're about 13, you did tell me you'll never work. You'll never work. Mm. And she was like, a kid, I don't know how you're gonna do that, but um, I kind of made it happen in my <laughs> yeah, own but, way. But but I mean, like you worked like your ass off to get to that yeah, spot. Sure, I'm not sure, saying don't work, sure. but, but here's what a job is to me. If I'm going to sit down with some guy that I've never met in my entire life and you're going to put a number on what I'm capable of doing, right? not for me. Like, I just, like, no matter what I do, no matter how hard I work, like, I, I you know, I cannot put a number on what value that I bring to an organization. I can't do it. I don't, I don't have a set thing. When I, I it, it comes off the top of my head in the meetings I have now, you know? So, like, um, it's just the type of thing where I... Uh, I, I just feel strongly that like being in charge of your own destiny is a good thing. I like it. Um, I I never work and I work every day. Like I'm working right now. You know what I mean? Like it's just the type of 
way I, I, I it's the only way I really know how to, to live life because I like it. All right. So you got any uh, Dear Albie questions for him? Oh, I feel like I asked Albie hella questions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nothing you got to get off your I'm chest. Trying to get, I'm trying to get on um, Dear Albie podcast so he can shoot we can some my way. We can make it happen. Word. I'm the, I'm the one that sends all the fake questions that way just to get on there. It's the Wild West, man. It's, it's, I'm it's with the it. Wild West. I'm with place, it, man. It really is. Did you really yeah. have that disdain for the daughter, Albie, uh, uh, Abby's daughter? No, I never had a problem with that. But you know what's funny? Like they, um, my brother has like like every time he'll hear their answers because in the very beginning it was like <laughs> all dear Abby's all the time. And the amount of emails that we got, it became really tough to keep the Dear Abbies in the show all the time. Yeah. It's a debate me and me and the guys have all the time because um, I think it's important that if these guys are going to take the time in, like, you know, you got to kind of interact with them, right? But, um, yeah, like, Chris would read the responses and would get so upset because he'd be like, he would never agree with anything they were saying. You know what I mean? And me and Chris are like, we're yin and yang. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we couldn't be funny, further man. apart. You know, we funny. really couldn't. But, you know. All right, well, Keith, you'll be a, a guest therapist on the show sometime. But nah, no therapy, although my major was psychology. But I only took You're that like because it. I had the, mm -hmm. that's the most credits I had by the time I was a sophomore and you had to pick your major. They're like, what are you going to major in? <laughs> like, uh, Let me count them up. Uh, psychology. <laughs> You didn't take any of the uh, well. You're Syracuse, right? You, yeah, you, you know. take your pride on on the academic side a little bit, as opposed to. Hey man, the, uh, I was just trying weaving. to. I was just trying to get through that thing. Hey, you know what though? Yeah, Coach Pasqualoni, who was my head coach at the time, like we had definitely had a ninety percent graduation rate. Like we definitely were one of those schools that, like, if you if you have a bad semester, they're gonna send your ass to OCC mm -hmm. Onondaga Community College. If you pick your grades up, you come back you're on every night a study table. But they'll give you one shot, mm -hmm. like academically in Syracuse, where like Alabama and LSU and all those schools, it don't even matter. Don't yeah. go, don't go to class. Just come to practice. It's awesome. It's important. So you ever get back to Totoa? Get to that bar and all? You own, that? <laughs> Do you own the bar? I'm actually trying yeah, to say that. I, I haven't been to that place and I don't even remember how long. But that, if it, if it's, um, I tell that story. I got some of those bars, man, that oh like you used to go to when you first like made it or just mm -hmm. first hit your little stride. And yeah, it was just like my little spot, you know what yeah. I mean, like years ago. And then when we went to Hoboken, it was just like, you know, it was lights out. Like that place is just so much fun. and, and uh, Lights you know. out for real because sometimes I don't remember coming home from Hoboken. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like it's, it's, but it's a fun town, you know. But um, no, it's, uh, I, I haven't gotten out that much i'm getting old man you know well albie mazzo thank you for joining us on the outside game any last words or are we good no nah, i think we're good appreciate <laughs> you, you man i appreciate you dropping around, you know? mad mad um knowledge on you know our listeners man i think they can learn a lot from you know everything you spoke to well even just making assumptions you know mm. uh, of who he might be or, or people just man opening up is really Really refreshing, to be mm. honest with you. No, so. it's awesome. That's a really nice way of saying that you thought it was totally going to be a waste of time on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm not I'm a waste of time. I'll play it, I'll play it, I'll play it. No, no, I'll play it. No, no, what I mean is personality-wise. Like, your personality. I, just, I swear to God, I got the you. second, I the second you started, I was like, oh, man, he's teeing this up. I've said yeah. that one before. I've said that one before. I was like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this like 300-something yards. I'm, I'm sorry. You were <laughs> You weren't no. an asshole. Let's put no, it that yeah. way. I didn't think it would totally. be boring. Dude, I, I didn't think it would time. be boring. I, I just I get didn't it. know I, I was going to like that. I must have missed no, this conversation. Fine. I'm with that. Dude, dude, the best compliment we ever got was when we first moved to Hoboken. There were a couple of spots we'd go to, and there guys would come out there would own a restaurant and be like, I did not want to like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, you know what? I like that. I like that a lot. So, no, you guys, you guys are That's awesome, great. man. Anytime. Anytime. Awesome. Well, Keith Bullock, Tom Pobia, thank you for the outside game. Uh, check us out at theoutsidegame.com or the outside game on that matter, I like to say. Until next week, Mr. Monday Night. Peace.